Hello, this is Alan McBill. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. Every summer in Kansas City, 25 men have one simple mission to win. Starting pitchers, corner power hitters, middle relievers, speedy gloves up the middle, closers, utility infielders, backup catchers, and they're each remembered here. From 1969 to last year, all Royals careers have been preserved with the most comprehensive collection of facts, memories, and stories in existence. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. This is the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players on Clubhouse Conversation with me, Davo. And make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Royals Clubhouse, on Facebook, just under Clubhouse Conversation. You can subscribe on iTunes, get all of our interviews and post-game recaps downloaded directly into your iTunes each day. Or you can just check out the website, old-fashioned here at clubhouseconversation.com. Either way, no matter how you found us, no matter how you follow us, I'm glad you're here for today's chat with Alan McDill. A lefty who pitched for the Royals from 1997 to 1998. KC picked him up originally in a trade with the Mets and was drafted by the Mets, was McDill, back in 1992 before he came over with Jason Hockamy to the Royals. Now, in his career with the Royals, appeared in 10 games out of the bullpen. A total of 38 games at the major league level, pitching four seasons between the Royals, the Tigers, and the Red Sox. Alan McDill, a very, very fun guy. You're going to enjoy this interview very much today. We're going to talk about his life going back to high school, growing up in Arkansas, going to Arkansas Tech, being drafted, coming up with the Mets, the trade over to KC, some great George Brett stories. Just great stories in general with a great guy as Alan McDill joins us now on Clubhouse Conversation. First of all, thanks so much for your time, man. And second of all, How's everything going with you in 2015? It's going well. It's going well. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, you, happy birthday. What, yesterday, right? The big birthday? Yeah, it was, yes, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah? It was. Are you acknowledging how old you are these days or just kind of sticking to no. like... Yeah. No, we're not, we're not going to go there. <laughs> okay. I didn't think so. Now, <laughs> now, 2015. So what's keeping you busy these days? Can of update us on everything with you? Um, I actually own and operate a uh, sports training facility. It's got batting cages, weights. Uh, speed and agility, softball, baseball, football. It's a fourteen thousand square foot indoor turf facility. Wow. Are you are you in Arkansas then? Is that where you're at? Yeah, Arkadelphia, Arkansas. It's a very small town. A lot of a lot of sports in it. Yeah, so it's called what, three D Sports Training Academy, is that right? Yes, yes. The three D stands for Dream, Desire and Dedicate. Nice. How long has that been going on for? Um coming up on a year. My first year. Okay, very cool, man. Congratulations on that. You know, are you thank you doing a lot of teaching and are you coaching at all? You know, staying involved with baseball quite a bit. It sounds like. Well, I haven't. I mean, I was uh, mostly when I got out of when I quit playing. I was going into uh, construction. I did uh, some Walmart remodeling. Uh, traveled around the country. Did many, many of those remodels on super centers, and then decided that you know my kids were getting older, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to stay home and be with him, and so I kind of just did some soul searching and came up with this idea that uh, I was called to to do this, to give back, start teaching kids. And so, yeah, I mean, now I'm book solid with lessons. And uh, I, I have started an 11-year-old uh, little travel team. And uh, we just had our first tournament uh, this past weekend. So it's been fun, man. I love working with the kids and teaching them the, the fundamentals and and really showing the kids how to play the game properly. Absolutely. So now you spent four years total in the Royals organization. So I'm assuming, you know, World Series last year, first place in 2015. Have you gotten into that and been following them at all? 
Oh, certainly have. Yeah, man, it's been it's been fun to watch. I'm I'm so happy for the organization and everybody involved. It's um it's really awesome to see just how on fire they got and you know and how how well they played. Yeah, and, are, and so I'm assuming you watched all the games last year, World Series, and oh yeah, edge oh, of yeah, your seat. I watched them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I was standing on the couch a couple times. Yeah, yeah, and, and crying at the end probably, <laughs> like most of us were. But anyway, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you got to have some some sort of satisfaction. I mean, they they really really played well. Yeah, hopefully they'll uh, finish it off here in 2015. So let's uh, so let's go back to your childhood then. Let's learn about you from the start. So you graduated from Lake Hamilton High School in Lake Hamilton, Arkansas, back in 1989. So first of all, where exactly is Lake Hamilton at? It's it's in actually in Hot Springs. Okay, Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh, okay, yeah. that's where it's at. Okay, yeah, okay, very yeah. cool. Now, so was baseball your favorite sport growing up, and you know the the one you were best at out of all the sports you played? Yeah, it was pretty much my only sport. I did I did play a little golf. And I tried my hand at football, but um, it wasn't wasn't to be. Um, baseball was my main my main sport. I lived it and breathed it. Practiced every single day. Who was your uh, you know your MLB team growing up and your favorite player? My favorite player was Will Clark. Uh, I was always um, wanting to be a hitter, outfielder, first baseman, and I always loved Will Clark's swing. Um, he. You know, I had all his posters, his cards, and, and so he was somebody I idolized, looked up to because of his intensity and how hard he played, just the, the look on his face, and, you know, that's that's the guy I wanted to be. Well, you began your college career then at uh, Garland County Community College, then you went to Arkansas Tech in 1992. So, I mean, how did you end up at both of those two places? Well, you know, actually I'd gone to Texarkana Community College uh, my first semester um, and played and saw that. I wasn't quite up to standards I needed to be at that program, and so I went to Garland County Community College and got some playing time, and uh, which is in Hot Springs. And then um, once I got some time under my belt, um, I got a lot better, a lot faster, and contacted Arkansas Tech, and uh, you know the rest is history from there. I went there and had a great couple seasons and was able to be drafted. So, like you know, after, like you said, there the Mets take you in the twentieth round of nineteen ninety two. The scout's name was Larry Chase, who helped sign you just two days after you were drafted. You were all signed up. So, take us back to draft day itself. How did you find out the news? Where were you at? Who told you? And what was that moment like? Well, I was sitting at home. Um, you know, Larry, my scout, a great man, uh, probably one of the top five best people I've ever met in my life. Um, he had uh, been staying in contact with me and told me, you know, he he had turned me in as a hitter. And an outfielder with the Mets, and uh, but felt like I would probably be taken as a pitcher because I had such a good couple years on the mound. And uh, so draft day comes, and you know I knew I wasn't going to be a top rounder by any means, but I knew if I had a chance to go, I was going to take it. And he called and told me that they took me in the 20th round, and man, I was like, where do I sign? You know, when do I sign? Let's go, let's go. I'm ready to go. And so, you know, we, we had a little mini celebration, and a couple of days later, I was signing my contract. Did you think that you were like a better hitter than pitcher? Did you want to be a hitter more professionally, or did you not really care? No, I wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, I like getting out in that outfield and running balls down and throwing, and, and I love swinging the bat. I still, to this day, take BP every single day in my own facility. Um, <laughs> Do you really? That's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I take three or four rounds every day. But, um, I mean, on the mound, you know, that's where. 
that's where they wanted me, and that's where, you know, wherever they told me I was going to be, I was going to give it 110%, and on the mound was just a more, probably a more natural fit for my size at the time. I was a smaller guy. Um, really didn't grow until after baseball. Kind of funny how that worked out, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, once I got on the mound and got some instruction, got some help from, you know, from the guys in spring training and all the coaches, uh, I just was on a continual progress path uh, uh, to the big leagues. Yeah, you had uh, you know that first summer there, those last couple of months there in short season, a nice two point six eight with the Gulf Coast Mets. Then uh, the next year with Kingsport in the Appy League, a two one nine. Now the Appy League is always one of my favorite leagues to to follow because Royals have a team in that league these days. So I mean, what sticks out about pitching in the Appy League? Man, I I think where we played our home our home our home stadium was a converted football field. <laughs> um, I think that was what was most uh, memorable about that because I was like, why are we? This is a football field, but we're on a baseball field turned sideways. <laughs> so, uh, and then the travel, you know, we're on buses going through mountains, and I'm like, golly, is this is this right? Which are we supposed to be traveling this way? <laughs> but uh, I mean it. It was fun, though. I mean, gosh, we had some good times and some good, you know, some good baseball was played played there. Now, I always laugh when I see this. So, 1994, Capital City is where you played. Nine and six, a three five five. Are, are you a fan of The Simpsons? Do you remember the Simpsons episode when Homer plays for Capital City, the fake town? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, where where exactly is Capital City? Where was that at? You know, that's in Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, okay, Columbia. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Bombers. Yeah, we were called the Bombers, uh, and that was that was a great year for me. I learned so much under uh, Dave. Dave Jorn was the pitching coach then for the for the Mets, and he really, really taught me a lot that year. And I I credit that year to uh, to helping me really progress as a pitcher. I don't think they have a team anymore there, do they? At least not affiliated, do they? Probably, probably not. I haven't heard that. I haven't seen that logo out there in a long time. That's kind of surprising, considering that's a pretty decent-sized town. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. College, so, college town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of humidity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Kingsport, Pittsfield, Capital City, Binghamton. You know, but you know, between those low minor type towns, did you have any? You mentioned travel a second ago. Do you have any? You know, classic travel stories where the bus broke down, or you know, horrible hotels, or anything stick out with that? Oh man, there's plenty of hotel stories. Yeah. <laughs> Four or five guys piled up in one room because they ran out of rooms before we got there. And yeah, I mean, stinky buses that smell like pee, and <laughs> you know, you just you name it. The driver smoking up there in the driver's seat. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of minor league, a lot of uh, you know minor league stories back then that probably are non-existent these days because travel and, and stadiums and everything's improved so much. Yeah, back then the lighting was awful too. I'm assuming, right? Which probably helped you though as a pitcher. Yeah, well, I don't know. My eyes were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Had the reverse adverse effect. Yeah. Uh, so 1995, you split time between uh, Binghamton, St. Lucie, and the Mets organization. Then you get traded to Kansas City. It's July 21st of 95. You come over with Jason Hockamy uh, for a couple of guys that ended up in the minor leagues, and then of course Derek Wallace was in that trade as well. So yeah. kind, of, kind of take us back. Uh, you know, so when you get the news, where are you at when you got the news you were being traded? What were your emotions like? Who told you? You know, talk about that. Yeah, we were on the road. Uh, I forget the town we were in. I can't believe I can't remember that. But we were we were on the road. And my wife at the time had uh, had come on that road trip with us um, because it was a obviously a fun place for the couples to come, you know, the wives to come on the trip. And um, 
I was excited to be there. Um, I remember it being a nice stadium and, um, and a good-looking town. And I was, you know, pretty secure, feeling I was contributing to the team and pitching well. And um, I just remember, like, being out at the stadium, getting dressed and everything, and then I go out on the field and uh, the manager comes to me and says, you know, hey, um, you've been traded. And I'm like, <laughs> that's when everything kind of stood still. I was like, what? What does that mean? Because, you know, I, I wasn't really sure. Is, are you are you kidding with me? Or what do you mean I've been traded? He goes, yeah, I think you're going to Kansas City. I said, like, the Royals? He goes, yeah, the Kansas City Royals. I'm like, okay, so so what do I do? <laughs> and he goes, well, I, you probably should go change your clothes. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then what? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I'm waiting to hear from, you know, from everybody. I'm like, okay. So, yeah, it was kind of a whirlwind from there. I think, you know, next thing I know, I'm packing my truck and I'm driving from Binghamton, New York, all the way to Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I'm like, uh, the trip from hell. I mean, my, my wife was following me in her car and I'm like, we stopped about three or four times. I'm like, is this, where are we at? Is this Twilight Zone? (laughs) Is this really baseball? I mean, is this, does this really happen to guys in the minor leagues? And so I get to, you know, I get to Wichita, man. That was a whole nother world. I mean, I mean, Wichita, Kansas in itself, uh, huge town was flat as can be windy and hot and <laughs> yep I'm just, I'm just like you know uh where's the stadium couldn't find the stadium couldn't find the hotel i'm like gosh this is a horrible start but uh <laughs> it ended up being great and uh once i met everybody and yeah i mean that was a that was a crazy experience well that was also before gps and stuff too so you had to like you know use a map right oh, yeah. <laughs> no yeah i had a huge road atlas from walmart that i <laughs> She had one in her car, and I had one in my truck. And, you know, that's when cell phones, <laughs> I hate to say this, tells my age, but that's when cell phones were kind of new. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we're talking on the phone back and forth in our car, trying to get a signal and trying to figure out where we're supposed to turn. Yeah, it was a, it was a mess. <laughs> That's a great story. So you get, like <laughs> yeah. you said, you get to Wichita then. So uh, you make just one start there, 11 relief appearances, 2.11 ERA, so really good there. So right off the bat, did the Royals tell you they were going to convert you to be a reliever right away, and were you cool with that? Yeah, I think um, the first time I met Ron Johnson, the manager, he was like, uh, yeah, I hear you're a starter, but uh, I don't know how that's going to work for us, so you probably be in the bullpen. I'm like, uh, yes, sir, whatever you say. <laughs> You know, I just wanted to pitch, and uh, so yeah. I mean, honestly, that was that was more of a natural switch for me. Uh, it kind of allowed me to be position player. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to play more often. I got to come to the field ready to to be able to play instead of sitting every four or five days and then pitching. I mean, I love being a reliever. I took to it really, really naturally, and uh, I never looked back. Yeah, and you guys were good, you know, both years you were in Wichita. 95, that first year you had Johnny Damon there, Sal Fasano, Felix Martinez, Larry Sutton, Jamie Bluma, lots of other guys. You know, what, what sticks yeah. out about those first two months there in 95? Well, I think just trying to blend in with the guys and get to know everybody um, and at the same time try to perform and show that they got something good in this trade and I wanted to, you know, capitalize on that opportunity and it, to me, it didn't matter that I was in a bullpen. Like I said, I want, 
it was great for me. I, I got to pitch more often, and I think what sticks out is just gaining momentum there so quickly. And you know, I I I, I couldn't ask for a better uh, for a better performance for that season, especially being traded and having to move and having to get there and learn everything and be a part of the team and then then helping the team. That that's that's a big deal. You know, that was important. How did you like the uh, the turf infield and the grass outfield there at that stadium? That was strange. <laughs> that was really strange. And I, you know, I remember it took a while um, to get used to the way the balls were hitting, coming back past me when they would be hit. And you know, that first hop, man, it's a it's a big one, and it's a fast one too. And uh, but you know, it allowed the infielders to really go after the balls and uh, and actually make some great plays. We had a good infield. Yeah, definitely you did. Now, so before we get to 1996, then, so so give us a you know recap. Tell everybody what you threw. So let's go through your scouting report. What pitches did you have? Where did you sit at? Top out at? All that stuff. Probably at that time, um, I was topping out at 90, 90, 90 to ninety one to ninety two, possibly, but probably ninety ninety one. And uh, I had a fastball, four seam. I had a two seam fastball. I had a changeup. Um, I had a slider. And I'd had a split finger that I had really pitched well with with the Mets, but when I got to the Royals, it was not allowed. <laughs> so, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, it was kind of one of those things where, nah, you, we don't want you to throw that. Let's just throw your other stuff. And so that's what I did. Um, I pitched out of the stretch mostly, even when nobody was on base. And it just felt more comfortable to me. Uh, being a reliever to come in that way, and uh, so yeah, I was a uh, I, I threw firm. Uh, I was kind of a sneaky, fast kind of pitcher. I, I was very, very good at hitting my locations, hitting my spots, changing my speeds, and that's what um, allowed me to, to really perform and, and contribute to the team. I also was very aggressive on the mound. Um, I didn't back down. I pitched inside, um, and so that's. You know that was kind of my mentality on the mound. Did you ever bring back the split finger with the Royals, or not till after you left the organization? No, not till after I left the organization. Wow, I brought it back cool. when I was with the Red Sox and a little bit with the Tigers. Huh. But by then, by then, my fastball and my slider were so consistent. Um, I really didn't throw the split much. That's interesting. Okay. So yeah. then uh, 1996 then. So this is kind of cool. You get your first, I believe it's your first, your first non-roster yeah. invitee uh, to spring training. So, you know, how much did that mean to you? And what do you remember about going to big league spring training that first time? Oh, man, it was it's a whole other world. I mean, literally a completely different world. Um, getting there, you know, I remember showing up, and I, I looked young. I still look young, but I really looked young back then. <laughs> And I didn't look like I needed to be playing on the major league field. I was small, I was thin, you know, and uh, looked like I could still be in high school. And uh, I remember walking in and getting into the locker room and finding my locker, and you know, somebody kind of ushered me in and told me where to go. And and I go to the, the equipment room, and I'm sitting there talking to I think it was Barkhalter, mm-hmm. and. Um, getting my uniform and he's asking me what size I'm like do you have mediums because <laughs> I'm pretty small and he didn't have mediums so I had to wear larges and so this person walks up behind me and is waiting in line behind me 
And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I didn't ever turn around. And and Barkhalter goes, you know, hey, George, what's up? And uh, and so I hear the guy behind me and this voice go, you know, hey, not much, what's going on? And so I kind of turned and looked, and that's George Brett. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's George Brett. Like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm having this conversation with myself, that's you're here 10 minutes and you're already seeing George Brett. That's George Brett right there, Alan. That's, that's George Brett. <laughs> and so I'm like, uh, I turn and look at him. He goes, Hey, how are you? And I was like, uh, um, I'm good. I'm good. He goes, what's your name? I said, uh, Alan McDill. He goes, Hey, it's good to meet you. I said, it's good to meet you too. And, um, and he, he commented cause I had, I always kept my hair real short. He goes, you like short hair, huh? And I said, <laughs> I kind of chose, I said, <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I do. And uh, he was okay. All right, see ya. So he's gone. <laughs> and so, you know, from then on, he he would always speak to me and talk to me. And uh, he ended up playing a pretty nasty little trick on me in the dugout my first year. Oh, what happened with that? Uh, I pitched. And uh, I had come off the field. I was feeling pretty good about myself. I think it was three up, three down, one or two innings. I'm not sure. And he comes and sits beside me and puts his arm around me and says, hey, man, good job, good job. And he goes, uh, hey, I bet you were a pretty good hitter back, you know, in college and high school. I said, well, actually I was, but, you know, I can't hit this pitching here. Uh, he goes, well, you ever had the hitting test? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, I haven't had a hitting test. He goes, well, well here, I'll give you the hitting test. All right. Since you're left-handed, open your left hand and close your eyes. And so I'm thinking, surely I can trust George Brett, right? <laughs> I mean, so I'm sitting there and I open my hand. And he goes, make sure your eyes are closed. And he goes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my finger and I'm going I'm to tap your palm with my finger. And you're going to try to close your hand and grab my finger as fast as you can. I'm like, okay, that sounds easy. And so he taps my hand. And I squeeze, and I miss his hand. He goes, oh, that was close. You're pretty quick. You better be a little quicker this time. <laughs> and he does it again. Well, see, I didn't realize everybody's watching. All right? Everybody in the whole dugout knew what was going on. So the second time, he goes, well, you got really close that time. He goes, really concentrate. Just relax. Close your eyes. This is your last chance. And so he, at that time, you know, he had a big chew in his mouth. <laughs> Well, he takes out this chew and lays it in my hand. Well, I squeeze it as fast and as hard as I can. The juice just runs everywhere all over my hand. <laughs> he goes, he, he pats me on the back. He goes, gotcha. <laughs> so the dugout, you know, everybody's laughing. So it was pretty funny. That's I, not something I'll never forget. Was that just during spring training? That was in spring training, yeah. Yeah, that's sure great. Was. Speaking of spring training, yeah. I was going to ask you later about this. Let's just ask you right now. What? So, by the time you were there, Baseball City was, you know, well, I guess they still used it until 03, but I guess you know, the amusement park was closed. It was probably overrun with weeds. Nobody probably came to the games. Is that kind of what Baseball City was like? What do you remember about that complex? No, I remember it being very well kept. Really? Um, Maybe you were there in the yeah. good years then still. Yeah, it was It was very nice. Uh, the grounds were nice. The grass was good. There was no weeds. All the fields were were very well maintained. I mean, uh, I remember the dorms, you know, being dished down the road a little bit there. No, it was it was very nice. I I liked it there. Okay, maybe that was like an 0102 when it got like that then, a little Probably. bit later on. 
probably okay. a little later, yeah. Yeah, so 96 then, 56 games then, 54 in Wichita and 2 in Omaha. And uh, you were, you know, the most appearances of any Royals minor league pitcher that year with those 56 games in 96. You struck out 62 uh-huh. and 65 innings. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, when you think back to that first full season with the Royals, you know, with, with Wichita and Omaha that year, what do you remember, you know, remember most about that year? Uh, just trying to get some momentum and to see I knew I was feeling good, my arm was feeling great, my location was there, I was I was learning more about my pitching motion, my mechanics, I was learning a little bit more about setting up hitters and um really just taking a a, a deeper, a stronger hold on the, the bullpen position for me and learning um coming in in certain situations and how to handle certain situations and hitters. That's that's what I remember most and I remember just the momentum that I kept that whole year, and uh, just how how much fun that was. I mean, I think back, that's some of the best baseball I played, you know, the double-A, triple-A. Just the momentum, the teams, the atmosphere, everything that we, we had going yeah, you had uh, on that team. So that year, you had Jose Rosado, Mike Sweeney, Michael Tucker, Mendy Lopez, Andy Stewart, on and on and on. What do you remember about yeah. a, a young Mike Sweeney? Man, Mike Sweeney is. Uh, I still I haven't seen him in years, but I still consider him a good friend. We we had a good relationship, uh, and I was so proud of you know how his career turned out, and um, you know even back then he had an impact on people's lives and. He's just he's just one of those guys who's always happy. I'm just like, man, what's that like to be happy like that all the time? You know, I don't think he ever had a bad day. If he did, he didn't he didn't show it. And uh, so yeah, I mean, he was he was a pleasure to play with. And was your catcher back then too, right? He was, yes. With yes. him and Stewart and and Strickland, maybe he might have been there. Chad Strickland, maybe. Yeah, yep, sure was. Yeah, I have way too good of a memory. Um, <laughs> so a, a couple guys, I wanted to ask you about two other random guys. This is a name you probably haven't heard in 10 years, 15 years. So a guy who was up here in Kansas City real briefly, like, I don't know, 10 games or something like that, but he had some really nice years in the minor leagues and then just disappears off the face of the earth. I'm assuming he must have gotten injured. Do you remember anything about pitching with Dilson Torres? Do you remember that name? I do remember that name. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's funny you brought that up. I yeah, I've never heard anything from him. Haven't seen him on any kind of social media or anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting because he like he you look back at his numbers. Like I was looking at him the other day. I'm like, God, this guy was really good. I'm assuming he must have had arm injuries or something. Cause like a year after that, he just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, he must have. Must have. I don't really remember what happened to him, honestly. And there's one other guy in that year. I don't even think you do. You, did you know Kenny Robinson at all? Yeah. Did you yeah, really? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So Kenny. So for those who don't know, then so he, you know, pitched with Omaha that year for six games, few games in KC, and then you know, obviously died way too young in the, you know, the tragic car wreck and all that. What do you remember about yeah. him? Uh man, I, it's tough to remember a lot, but I do remember the name, and I remember him, uh, him, um, just in the locker room, just his attitude, his happy-go-lucky, you know. Um. It's hard to remember so very much about it, but I do remember a few things about him. Yeah, there's so many guys you played with too <laughs> throughout all yeah. the years. Uh, yeah. So that next year, '97 is obviously a really good year for you. You're between Wichita and Omaha. You got another non-roster invitee to spring training. I mean, did you feel like you had a decent chance of making that team that second time in spring training? Yeah, I thought I did um, when I got there. Uh, didn't quite pitch. I mean, I had a good spring, but I, I, I don't think I was. 
quite in the mix like I had wanted to be. Um, I knew I still I still had some work to do. I remember getting called on out, out on the field uh, in a special little pitching situation where I was me throwing against Johnny Damon. I'm like, this is not fair, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> and so, you know, it was just me and Johnny and, um, and a catcher. And, uh, man, I'm throwing the nastiest stuff I've got, and he's just slapping it all over the place, you know, like dropping hits over second and third and then pulling a couple down the line. I'm like, I can't get this guy out. And, you know, kind of found out not many people could get him out. But, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I remember a few things about that spring that, I mean, I, I left, you know, not not with a good feeling in my stomach on that one. I, I felt like, for whatever reason, it just wasn't meant to be. You know, things happen like they're supposed to, and it just wasn't my time. Did you start dropping down on lefties later on? No, I never did. Never did. Okay. You see a lot of guys. No, I didn't want to. I didn't want to risk having surgery, man. I, you know, I I know that mechanics play a big part in the success of a pitcher, and you know, I'm teaching kids that right now. And you start changing arm angles. It takes one odd movement, and you over torque, or you you know, hump up too hard and you're tearing something and you're and then you're done. So I really wasn't experimenting on arm angles very much. Probably a good thing. Well, it's hopefully something that kind of gave you momentum back then. So like you said, you didn't leave feeling real great from 97 spring training. But then you and Jim Converse. So it's April 17th of 1997 against Oklahoma City. A combined no-hitter for you and Converse. What do you remember about that day? Well, I, yeah, I remember a lot about that. Um, I remember it was, uh, it was a clear night. Um I think it was kind of cold as well. Um, and I remember Jim, um, I believe he pitched before me, right? Yep. Yeah, he he came in and he pitched. And I think, I remember me going in the game early. And I'm like, damn, I'm going in the, I'm going in early. You know, I'm not used to pitching that many innings, one or two. And, um, yeah, I remember going in and thinking, gosh, you know, I kept looking out there thinking, wow, it's really on me now, you know. <laughs> No hits, no hits, no hits, and so I just I just buckled down and I just concentrated more on you know getting the guys out, being aggressive, not really concerned about if I give up a hit or not. It ended up working out. I mean, it was a pretty cool experience to be able to to be in a combined no hitter. I don't care what level you're at, that's that's a good thing. Did you get that baseball or anything the last out? No, I don't think I did. Oh, if man. I did, it's if if I did, it's. It's probably in one of my old equipment bags. <laughs> <laughs> Just randomly around. How, how many yeah. innings did you throw that night? Do you remember how many you threw? I want to say, I want to say three or four. Okay, so he must have ran out of pitches than, then. Yeah, more than usual. Yeah. Wow. So about a month later, then uh, I'm assuming one of the best days of your life. You know, May 13th, 1997. You get called up to KC. So take us back to that special moment. You know, who who told you? Where were you at? How'd you get the news? You know, what was that moment like? Yeah, I believe I was, uh, it was Ron Johnson um, and Gary Lance uh, told me. And um, we were, I'm trying to think, we were, no, that wasn't, that was, (laughs) bear with me. No, you're good. I'm digging digging back in memory for a minute. I think it was going to be Jersey. Okay, yeah. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. Jersey was the coach, and uh, Mike Alvarez was the pitching coach. So, yeah, we were – where were we? Louisville? Oh, okay. I think we were in Louisville, and I got the call. And so, uh, 
man, that was great. I mean, I I couldn't wait to call my dad and my mom and tell you know, tell my grandparents and everybody uh, that I got to come call my wife. And then, yeah, I mean, it was great. I was, but at the same time, I was like, oh crap, you know, here we go, man. This is what you've been doing this for for your whole life, <laughs> you know. And and so, you know, it's a lot of emotion, a lot of a lot of nervousness, a lot of what is and. There's a lot going through your head, you know, when you're a young pitcher and you're getting a chance to be in the big leagues, and that's something you've worked for your whole life. You know, it's it's a big deal, and it's not to be taken lightly, you know. Yeah, well, it, it's just two days later, too, you're out there. So it's May 15th of 97 against the Tigers. What sticks out about the you know that first outing? I think how nervous I was, honestly. I remember warming up. Um, well, actually, when I got to the stadium, I couldn't believe how big the stadium was, you know. <laughs> and I got people wanting to park my truck for me. I'm like, no, I can park it. And they're like, no, we need to park it. I'm like, no, it's my truck. I'll park it. <laughs> and so, and so I remember that little battle in the parking lot. And then, you know, them taking me into the locker room. And I'm like, my God, this stadium is huge. And uh, getting in the locker room and seeing how big the locker room was, just everything was so much bigger, you know. And it's it's hard to understand. It's the same game uh, when you're called up to an, uh, in, in an environment like that and seeing uh, the difference. You know, I kept thinking, "Is this? How is this the same baseball I just came from?" You know, right. and and so getting there and, and seeing the getting my locker and getting changed and getting out on the field and, and meeting the coaches and, and going out and taking BP and just the sounds and the smell. That's something I'll never forget, just being out on the field, just for BP. I was like, God, I was looking around, trying not to get hit by a ball, but still looking around, taking everything in. And then, of course, when they called down to the bullpen to get me warmed up, I honestly don't know how I threw strikes. I really don't. I was that that nervous. And uh, I just kept telling myself, you know, just concentrate on the mid, try to hit your spot. And uh, I remember trotting out across the field uh, to take the mound and just telling myself, just <laughs> don't fall, <laughs> don't trip. <laughs> and so uh, I get out there and I'm warming up and, uh, man, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. This is okay. I can, I can do this. You know, I, I was throwing good. I was hitting my spots. I threw strikes, all my warm-up pitches. And so I get the ball back from the – I think the second, uh, shortstop after they threw it down. And uh, I take my glove off and I'm rubbing the ball and I look out in center field and I'm looking at the big jumbotron, the TV out there in center field, and they show the back of a guy's head and he's got a hat on and it's a Royals hat. And I'm thinking, well, that's strange because why would they be zoomed in on somebody's head like that? <laughs> And so they pan out a little bit, and the guy's got on his jersey, and it says McDill on the back. I'm thinking, huh, <laughs> that, how, does that guy, how does that guy have my jersey? You know, because you don't know what's going on. <laughs> you're just like, you're in this different environment. And then it, they back up even more, and I realize, that's me. <laughs> that's me on the TV, on Major, you know, on everybody's looking at me, and that's when it hit me, man. I got so nervous. I was like, "God dang!" It. So I turned around as fast as I could and got on the mound. I was like, "Just get this over with." <laughs> and so, uh, 
three up, three down, man. I was, I think I sprint off that field as fast as I could, like, you know, <laughs> get me out of here. Yeah. I'm glad to be, I'm glad to get that first one over with. Just get the nerves out of the way, you know, and then after that, it, you know, it's not as bad, but goodness, that first time. I've, uh, I've got the answer in front of me here. So do you remember your first strikeout, who it was? Oh, boy. Let's see. Your your mind's still trying to get back to normal from the Dilson Torres question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you took me for a loop on that one. Um, first strikeout. I'll give another you, one, Tony Clark. I'll give you a, a hint. It came on a bunt, according to a foul bunt, supposedly. Oh, really? From what I read, unless unless baseball reference is wrong. but. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to tell me because I don't know. Bobby Higginson. Bobby? Okay. All right. Well, there you go. See, you're learning yeah, more random probably, info. Yeah. Right? I need to go write that down, so I want to forget it. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly, it came on a foul bunt. It said out trying to bunt, so I'm assuming, unless it just means the first two pitches he tried to bunt, then he's you know struck out swing. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's probably so. Probably yeah. so. I remember Bobby Higginson too. Yeah, I remember. Yep. So. Yep. Now, uh, cool. two other games that year. You had a scoreless inning and uh, your last inning at Cleveland, May 22nd. And then the Royals sent you back to Omaha. Were you kind of surprised and bummed they didn't bring you back in September of that first year, '97? No, no. I, like I said, I, things happen for a reason. Um, I knew that I wasn't quite comfortable enough, and I understood. You know, it wasn't a personal thing. Uh, I knew I had work to do, and I, I kept that in my mind. I kept those experiences in my mind. So every time I would, when I would go down and pitch, you know, I would I would think, you know, try to put myself back in a situation where I was in the big leagues and, and really trying to keep that mindset going. Yeah, well, then you did the next year, 98 then. So most of it's in Omaha. You were second in the PCL in appearances with 61. You had a 239, uh, four saves. The Royals brought you back on August 28th then of 98. You finished out the last, you know, five, six weeks in KC. Yeah. But before we talk about that, though, real quick, what do you remember about, uh, you know, Rosenblatt Stadium and pitching in Omaha? Well, I remember it was always windy there. You know yeah. I mean? Gosh, and the wind always blew straight out. And the ball carried there well anyway, even when the wind didn't didn't blow. But, you know, the, the stadium was cool. You could tell it had a good atmosphere and it had a lot of history. I remember the locker rooms being so cramped and tiny <laughs> and uh, almost dangerous getting down to them if you're a player. But, uh, no, I mean, I, was, I had some good good memories there. Um, I, I can remember hearing the animals in the zoo out <laughs> over in right field, you know. And, yeah, so... That's where I remember. I remember, you know, tornado warnings and all the storms that come through there. But yeah, I mean, it it was a. Uh, I think that's probably one of the coldest places I played besides Buffalo. Yeah, um, April can be rough. Yeah, yeah, real rough there in April. Did you ever go? You know, get to go to the zoo over there and check it out? Yeah, I did one time. That's cool. That's cool. And then, so you yeah. you get back here in September of '98, seven games that year in September. Anything stick out about that second stint in KC? That second month. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, that's when I got to pitch against Ken Griffey. Um, oh, cool. That year. Um, and, you know, that was pretty cool. Um, I was still, still considered a rookie. I remember I made some great pitches to Ken Griffey, and I didn't get any calls. And I understood I was a rookie, and he was Ken Griffey, and I just had to get <laughs> over it. And, uh, and so I remember I had, I think it was 3-2, 
you know, and I'm like, well, here it is. You know, I tried to keep it down, and he hit a freaking bullet. It sounded like a shotgun um, <laughs> when he hit it. And I think Jeff King was playing first base, and I think Jeff pretty much had to defend himself to catch it. <laughs> but I got him out. And so that's all that matters. <laughs> and, so, I, and I remember uh, facing, uh, I think, Jim Tomei that year. Yeah. Uh, you know, come to find out, I would face him a lot more. Uh, after that with Detroit and and Boston. How'd you yeah, do? I, re- I remember. How'd you, uh, how'd you do against him, against Tommy? I, I did well, man. I He got me one time uh, on a fastball away. He took it the other way, which is something he never does. And uh, I could probably call it just a little bit too much of the plate and hit it over the left field fence. Um, but I think most of the other... Most of the other appearances I had with him, I, I probably struck him out. That's cool. He was an all-or-nothing type hitter, and he was very dangerous. You know, he he swung as hard as he could literally every time, and yeah. he had so much power. But, I, you know, I knew where I needed to keep the ball, and I knew where he couldn't hit it. I loved how he did that. He'd point the bat out to the you know the pitcher while he was waiting there for you to get in the stretch. I love that <laughs> that stance that he had. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. So okay, yeah. so that winter, then you sign with the Royals one more time. Then so January fourteenth, you sign. You go to spring training then, uh, but unfortunately, you get released then uh, on March twelfth yeah. in spring training that year in ninety nine. I mean, what do you remember about that day? Man, I remember being really kind of surprised because I had a good spring. I I don't think I gave up many runs at all. If if one and. Uh, I remember being in situations and getting myself um, and pitching really well. And I remember being called in thinking, all right, so I'm going back to Omaha again. And it, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was them telling me that they were done with me and felt like that my time with them has expired. And man, I was like, I was, I was shocked. I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. I, I've been pitching well. You know what? What else do I need to do? And there just wasn't an answer for it. You know, there there wasn't a reason other than I guess they just wanted something else. And it turned out, you know, it turned out to be a blessing because it inspired me to go try harder, to go get stronger, to go throw harder, to go to do more. You know, to show well, fine. If I'm not good enough for you, I'll be good enough for somebody else. And, you know that's the, that's the things that happen in sports. You got to take those situations and either lay down or you get up and fight. Yeah, that's totally true. It's totally true. And, and so, yeah. 1999. Then you ended up spending that season at AAA for Texas with Oklahoma City. You know, any good memories of that year? Lots of good memories that year. That's when I got to actually be a closer. Oh, uh, I had cool! Pitched so well, yeah. I think I set a franchise record for saves for them. Uh, still to this day, I think I might have it 20, uh, 18, I believe. Oh, 18 cool. Saves. Yeah. And so I remember, you know, uh, a lot about Oklahoma City, the tornadoes uh, that hit that year. Um, I remember just how good we played as a team and and just being able to bounce back from getting released. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Uh, a lot of guys that I knew that got released, they never came back. Yeah. And, uh, I wasn't going to be one, and I, I knew Texas. Uh, I felt Texas was a good opportunity for me to get momentum going back again and, and see where I could go. Unfortunately, I didn't get called up with them, but I had an opportunity 
uh, to be a closer, and I thought, you know, I would maybe get to see some baseball in Japan from there, but it didn't work out either. Yeah, well, you end up, yeah, going, uh, what, uh, so the, oh, Tigers then, 2000 was with Detroit then, from mid-May to mid-June, you were up, uh, you know, in Detroit for 13 games, you know, your favorite memories of pitching for the Tigers? Yeah, I mean, that was, um, you know, the new park that year, Comerica Park, and um, I had a great spring training, I I made it to the very last day in spring training. I thought I had made the team out of spring, and uh, I mean they were getting ready to put my truck, my pickup on the on the transport and transport it to Detroit. And I remember getting called in the office that day, and um, they had decided to go with Jim Poole at the time, and uh, and I knew. Um, I mean, of course, I was disappointed, but. You know, but I knew I was going to be up in Detroit soon, and I just needed to go to Toledo as rough as it was, and and just keep pitching. That I knew I'd get my shot with Detroit, and I did. And uh, you know, I had some good some good outings and some bad outings with them. And I was still trying to find my comfort zone and and just gain more experience. And then uh, you mentioned Japan, by the way. Did you almost go to Japan around that time? Yeah, there was Japan scouts watching me in uh, Oklahoma City. Oh. And um, I was just, had thought it was just a matter of time before I got called up with the Rangers. But, you know, I kept pitching, and I, nothing ever happened. I kept pitching well. I kept doing better and better and throwing harder. And um, and then I started seeing Je- Japanese scouts. And we had a Japanese trainer, and he was asking me questions and talking to me about, you know, this and that. And I was like, man, is this – could this happen? And, and so, come to find out that the Rangers would not sell my contract to the Japanese team. Oh, so that's why you didn't go. Didn't go. And I didn't get called up either. So. Yeah, well, double whammy. Yeah. So I had a great season for, for what? You know, I don't know. But like I said, it happens for a reason. And I took that momentum to Detroit with me. So yeah, it worked, it out. worked out. And then you made it to the big leagues again the next year then. So 2001, one more season then, you know, between Pawtucket and then up with Boston. Uh, now you mm-hmm. had a 3.42 in 47 games, Pawtucket, before Boston calls you up in late August. You get in eight more games there. So, what, you know, what was it like pitching for the Red Sox and at Fenway Park and all that good stuff? Man, uh, you know, as, as much of a different world as it was for me going from Omaha to Kansas City, going to Boston is a completely different world. Uh in a good way. I mean, I had a great experience there. I loved uh, getting to see the things I got to see, like inside the scoreboard. I got to see all the signatures inside the scoreboard on the Green Monster, mm-hmm. and I got to sign my name in there and be a part of that history, part of that stadium. And I had some good games there, and just the the atmosphere from the fans, and you know, they can cuss you out <laughs> in a way that doesn't hurt you feeling so bad, but they still like you, but they might not like you today, but they'll like you tomorrow, so they're still going <laughs> to cut you out, but yeah, it's just the way they are. And uh, But it was fun, man. I, and, and experiencing September 11th while I was there uh, was very memorable. Yeah, um, We were playing in New York the night before that happened, actually. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, we had been um, a rain delay, and so we had... Probably didn't get on the bus till about 2 a.m. Get to the airport about three, and we fly to Tampa to play a double race. And we wake up from the hotel that morning, and of course heard what had happened in New York 
Jeez. You know, just as we left. That was crazy. Yeah, no doubt. Six hours, what, six or seven hours after that? Six hours, I believe, after that. After yeah. You guys left. See, we got to, yeah, when we got there, we couldn't play there either. So we spent a couple of days there, and then we had to figure out how to get back to Boston from Tampa. What'd you do? There was no flight. Bus it or what? We got on the Amtrak train. Oh. And took a 36 hour trip back to Baltimore. And when we got to Baltimore, because that was our next, uh, our next series um, they had canceled that one too and we got lucky enough that we found a flight the FAA cleared us to fly a charter jet out of there to back to Boston man what a yeah. what a stretch that was well you, was, yeah you ended up uh you know, the very last big league hitter you'd end up facing was Damian Rolls you got him to uh, roll out to third base on October 3rd of 2001. So, I mean, if someone would have told you at that time that that would be your last big league game, I mean, would you have believed that at that time? Did you feel like you were getting towards the end or not? Yeah, I kind of felt, I mean, no, not ending in the big leagues. I think I figured it out after the next, the next season. Um, the next, the next season wasn't, I could tell that things had changed, you know, mentally and physically. And, uh, but no, I mean, when I left Boston, I was really looking forward to coming back and getting a shot with them in spring training. And I think they had an ownership change and sold and changed managers, changed everything. So when I, when I knew that happened, I knew that a guy like me wasn't going to get come back and be a part of that, you know. Yeah, well, and then so 2002, you're between Texas and Baltimore in those systems that last year. I mean, and so at the end of that year, was it easy to walk away? Did you know it was over? Were you keep trying? You know, were you trying for 03, or what happened with that? No, that last year was rough. Um, I was back down where I didn't want to be not throwing like I wanted to throw. My arm didn't feel right. I wasn't injured, but I don't know. I'd lost, I'd lost a little bit of, um, want to my heart wasn't in it as much and i i had some brief periods where i would go out and do well but at the end of the season i knew that it was uh it was time to do something different as painful as it was um i knew that it was time for me to move on yeah when you've done a good job of that so i mean last five questions for you you know first of all what are you most proud of about your baseball career when you look back at it the work that I put in, uh, the dedication, and you know my intensity—I uh, never ever took the field and gave less than 110 percent. Um, I gave everything I had, um, as hard as I could, as much as I had to to do what I did, and so that's something I, I can honestly say I never regretted taking the field less than 110 percent good that's a good thing now how about uh, how about the royals who who were your best friends while in the royals organization both at the big league level and in the minor leagues well definitely um sweeney uh was one of my best friends in baseball uh, as far as hanging out talking um guys in the bullpen you know um i remember uh just having some good relationships with some of the guys the catchers um, you know, in the big leagues, it's a little different when you're a rookie. You're really not, um, really not allowed to do <laughs> too much. Yeah. I remember Chris Haney, 
you know, uh, I remember uh, Montgomery. I remember those guys, you know, talking to me and 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 just being a part of that. Um, you know, like I said, being a rookie and, and, and doing those things, it's kind of hard to to have many many good relationships until you're there for a little while. But I, I had some great times. I mean, Johnny Damon was really good to me. George Brett was was great to me. And um, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll never forget those guys. Now, have you uh, ever been back to Kansas City since you played? Uh, actually, only because I was doing a Walmart remodel, but I didn't, get, I didn't get to go stop by the stadium or anything. And I think it was in the winter time too. So, but I actually have not been back uh, to a game. So you, so, oh, so you actually remodeled a Walmart here, like in like recent years or something? Yeah, yeah, well, I've I've done two or three of those in Kansas City. No way, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool, very cool. Well, I guess uh, last question for you then is, you know, in summary, what would you like to say to Rails fans listening right now? Uh, just, I'm happy that the program is, you know, the organization is doing as, as well as it is, and I know that, that uh, everybody's on a high, and I'm glad to see Royals Fever come back, and just, I know um, it's got to be fun. It's got to be a lot of fun, you know, with, with how the guys are playing, and, and the fire, and the intensity and everything that's happening there's there's probably a lot of a lot of more you know a lot more wins coming a lot more success coming in that pro in that organization i'm very very pleased and happy for everybody good well hopefully we'll see you uh you know back out here bring the family down one of these years and check out your old stomping grounds man i wouldn't mind that at all i wouldn't mind that at all that'd be a good thing well, that would be fun yeah well, well you know best of luck you know with the uh, with with you know with what you're doing there for the last year with your new uh you know 3d baseball out there hopefully that continues to go well for years to come and uh you know like you said hope things go good for the royals and thanks for all the memories i enjoyed watching you pitch in uh in both omaha and casey you have some good memories of that so you know thanks for all you gave to the organization and uh definitely stay in touch thank you very much and i appreciate the opportunity to share these stories and, and everything that was good to Good talking with you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Take care. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.